Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever known someone with hearing loss who jokes about having selective hearing or whose family members joke with them about that idea? That they truly have difficulty hearing, but it seems that sometimes it's uh, more difficult than other times. Sometimes when they really want to hear something, oh, then they can hear it just fine. But if it's something not too convenient, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Now, of course, uh, hearing loss is no laughing matter, but... Uh, for those who enjoy joking in that way, it's, it's something that I, I've known a few people to, to enjoy joking about. But in the realm of God's word and matters of spiritual reality and truth, when people willfully practice selective hearing, it's no laughing matter. We even are, are too often selective in what we hear or how we interpret something we've heard from God's word as we live our lives as God's people. By nature, we tend to listen for what we want to hear instead of for what we need to hear. In today's sermon text, the prophet Jeremiah notes the selective hearing of his fellow citizens of the people of Judah. He spoke words from God of of judgment and impending destruction, But his fellow citizens were reluctant to hear and to believe that truth. Instead, they preferred to hear what they wanted to hear. And they honored only those prophets who spoke messages that seemed to agree with their own ideas and with what they wanted. So we read about the false prophet Hananiah who spoke only of good days ahead for the people of Judah. He failed to preach repentance to the people as God wanted. He did not challenge their immorality, their living against God's commands and against his will, or their idolatry, their worship of false gods. Jeremiah was sent by God as God's prophet to bring God's real message to God's people. Word of God is sometimes rather harsh. The needs of the hearers might require that the message warns of of judgment and of punishment. If the message of God were any less than the wrongdoing, the misplaced trust and the false allegiance of the sinful nature would go unchallenged. If God's word did not clearly express God's directives about the, the conduct of his people, then they would continue to follow their sinful nature living immorally and serving themselves alone. We would slip into worshiping false gods of our own making, perhaps not idols or or statues, but placing things and prioritizing things in our hearts and lives above God and above his will. So words of God's judgment must be spoken so that people of every time and every place might understand and identify those things that can separate us from God by our willful sinning. Ultimately, God intends that by hearing the word of his law, of calling us to repent of our sins, we would be led to recognize those sins that separate us from God and to reject evil, seeking instead what draws us closer to God, to our Heavenly Father who loves us and cares for us. 
But sometimes we just don't want to hear what God's word has to say. And instead, we come up with our own rationalizations and our own justifications for doing what we want to do, even though we know that it goes against God's word. We don't want to listen to anyone else who tells us anything to the contrary of what we want. In his gospel book about the life and teaching of Jesus, the Apostle Matthew reports an event where a wealthy young man came to Jesus But because he was blinded by his greed and and in his heart he had made money and possessions into the actual God that he worshipped and devoted his life to, he could not hear effectively or he refused to hear and obey the message that Jesus was speaking. He came to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good things should I do that I may have eternal life? Jesus responded by reviewing the Ten Commandments for him and The rich young man said, I've kept all these. And yet he apparently realized that that there was still something more. And so he asked, what am I still lacking? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. It was obvious that that rich young man didn't really like what he heard from Jesus. He was searching for answers to the meaning of life, but he didn't hear from Jesus what he wanted to hear, even though Jesus offered the message that he most needed to hear. He rejected that message and he went away sad and still unbelieving. In our reading from Jeremiah chapter 28, the the false prophet Hananiah Uh, just like that rich young man who questioned Jesus. And and so many people today try to rationalize their own sinful actions. All of them have in common this selective hearing. They each listened to only what they wanted to hear and rejected what it actually was that they needed to hear. To the people of Judah at that time of Jeremiah, Hananiah may have seemed to be a hero for a while at least, the rich young man that Jesus interacted with may have continued for a while to relish in his wealth. Those who fail to hear the truth of God's word may believe for a while that they have prospered and that they are successful, but their supposed success will come crashing down like a house of cards when it's put to the test of eternity. Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 16, similar to our gospel reading for today, If anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. In fact, whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. To follow Jesus means to listen to his word. And that listening begins with self-denial. By nature, we, we want to hear those things that feed into our own desires. We want others to grant us permission to live in an immoral way that goes against God's commands. We want our world to encourage us to, to seek wealth and possessions for ourselves at any cost. We want to believe that every person can live for self and that our world will still function with God's blessing. 
It is in denying that human nature, denying ourselves, denying our sinful, self-centered desires, that we are truly prepared to hear the message of God's truth and grace. In contrast to Hananiah, Jeremiah was a genuine prophet. He really did speak a message from God. His message was meant to call the people of Judah back into a relationship with their creator God, their loving father. The prophet's message in that day was essentially the same message that Jesus gave to the rich young man that we just spoke about. And it's the message that's still proclaimed today to all of us, to all people, through God's word. It is God's call, follow me. In self-denial, denying the desires of our sinful nature, we hear the word of God's judgment that indicts us as sinners. To the people of Judah at Jeremiah's time came the word that they had rejected God's law and they had sought their own way. To the rich young man that Jesus spoke with, the word of law exposed his greed and his reliance on worldly power and wealth and possessions. When we hear the message of God's law, we come to the realization that we must deny ourselves and deny the sinful desires that well up within our hearts. When we hear the revelation of the truth of the law of God, and when we take it to heart and repent of our sins, then we are prepared to take up our cross and to follow Jesus. Jeremiah spoke truth to God's people. He would not give them the false hope that they wanted to hear to dispel their fears only for a a moment before the judgment actually did come. No, he told them the honest truth, even though it was hard, even though it was not what they wanted to hear. He told them the truth about how far they had removed themselves from their relationship with God because of their willful sins and disobedience of God's commands. With the purpose that by hearing that truth, they could also hear God's merciful invitation to return, to repent of those sins and return to him in faith. It was not God's intention through Jeremiah to point out their sins just so that he could condemn them and and damn them to hell, even though he would have been justified in doing so. Rather, he wanted them to hear the truth so that they would repent and could be restored to their harmonious relationship with him as his dearly loved people. When Jesus spoke to that rich young man, he did not want the man to walk away sad and dejected. No, he spoke truth to that young man so that that man would recognize his misplaced trust in wealth and possessions and would repent and turn to God in faith. The young man apparently believed that his possessions are what really gave his life value, and he simply couldn't imagine his life without his great wealth and possessions. Jesus wanted that man to recognize where true life is found and to commit himself joyfully to the life that comes through faith in Jesus. Jesus genuinely wanted that young man as one of his disciples, as one of his followers. He earnestly desired for that young man to deny himself, take up his cross, and follow him. 
In the same way today, when one Christian speaks to another, another Christian who is caught up in some willful sin, it's not with the purpose to make that person angry or to push them away, but truly with concern for that person who is caught up in sin so that they would hear the truth of God's word and be led to repentance and be drawn back into a relationship of love and trust in God the Father and the forgiveness that comes through Jesus the Savior. And then motivated by God's mercy and forgiveness to seek to live according to God's will. God's word identifies the sins and failures in each one of us. And the purpose, God's purpose in doing so, is always that we would recognize that by our sins we are moving in a deadly direction and that instead we would repent of our erring ways. And when we as penitent sinners hear the Father's invitation in the name of Jesus, offered on the basis of grace and forgiveness that Jesus won for us through his perfect life in our place, and his innocent death in our place on the cross, and his resurrection from the dead, when we hear that message, then we are empowered to follow the Lord. As sinners, we become aware of our need through the preaching of God's law. And by the preaching of his grace in Jesus, we are called to take up the cross as a symbol of new life. It was on the cross that Jesus was executed to pay for our selective deafness, to pay for the greed, the broken relationships, and the idolatrous lifestyles that we fall into. Jesus' death on the cross was the payment for the sins of every person of every time of this world's history, including the sins of each one of us here today. As we take up our crosses, we are prepared to follow the Lord. The power of Jesus forgives us and fills us and equips us to reflect the Father's glory in our lives. God wanted the prophet Jeremiah to speak to the people of Judah so that they would be restored in forgiveness and could then fulfill their purpose in life. Namely, to be a nation, God's chosen people, that reflected God's presence and a people who were preparing the way for the coming Savior of the world, the Savior of all people, not just of the Jewish people. God wanted the people of Israel and Judah to be a statement to everyone around them of what it meant to be God's child. Jesus wanted that rich young man to follow him. And we can only speculate about what might have been possible in that rich young man's life if he would have believed the truth. What might he have done as a man of influence and wealth and in helping the poor, in proclaiming the good news of salvation through Jesus, in furthering the work of God's kingdom here on earth? That call to follow Jesus was a call for that rich young man to take up that kind of a life of service. But it was a call that he failed to hear or to heed. And the truth of God's message we hear the Lord's words of forgiveness, of care, of love, and mercy. And as we hear that message, the Lord calls us to follow his steps by striving to show one another the love that we first have received from him, to forgive others as we have been forgiven by God. 
without merit or worthiness or having to do anything to earn that forgiveness. Selective hearing may be acceptable when we speak of earthly matters, when we're joking with one another, but it can be deadly if we turn a deaf ear to the truth of God's word about our eternal spiritual existence. As Jesus said often, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Hear his word of forgiveness. Believe and live for him. Amen.